You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. It is hour number three. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Georgie away. Uh, Back tomorrow, though, we'll be up at Country Hills Golf Course for the Flames Charity Celebrity Golf Tournament. Raising some money for the Flames Foundation, getting the chance to chat with all the Flames for really the first time ahead of uh, training camp getting underway. The prospect training camp starts Thursday before they head out to Penticton for the Young Stars Tournament with the Canucks, Jets, and the Oilers. Plenty of hockey as we are diving into the season. But right now, we're also diving into the NFL season. Week one is in the books. Matt Marchese, the host of the Fan Checkdown, our new NFL program on the Sportsnet Radio Network. He joins us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Good morning, Matt. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. Color me surprised that George takes the time off and then comes back when there's golf to be had. I'm so stunned by this. Um, listen, I don't want to get into it. I might, I might get a little salty about it, but I was not overly <laughs> surprised myself. I will say that much. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I know Georgie's a big golf guy, so I figured that would be the case. But uh, you, ha- happy to be on with you guys this morning. You know what George loves more than golf? Free Both golf. And gambling? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, also those, yeah, those those also <laughs> count too, yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, so he'll be back to recap week one on Wednesday. Can't wait for that. Uh, hey, there's lots to get into with the NFL week one. I think we have to start with the biggest story of them all, and that is the Monday Nighter, and that is Aaron Rodgers. We had all this hype all season. Is he going to get traded? How much is he going to get traded for? Is he actually going to go to the Jets? Okay, he's the Jets. Now there's hard knocks, and everyone's hyped up, and man, he actually is a likable guy. And then he blows out the ACL on the fourth turn, or the Achilles on the fourth play of the game. A thought on what we saw yesterday with Aaron Rodgers and kind of how sports can be so cruel. Well, you know, it's like after after it happened, I got a call from somebody and they said that could only happen to the New York Jets. And I was like, well, yeah, you're, you're probably right. They go through this whole thing. It's a whole uh, horse and pony show and. Rogers comes out of the cave and he wants to play for the New York Jets, following in the footsteps of his predecessor in Green Bay, Brett Favre. And then watching that yesterday, like I'll be, I'll be completely honest. Like all the ancillary stuff with Aaron Rodgers, I don't care about. I care about watching Aaron Rodgers play football. And he is arguably, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is probably there now, but you can make the case that Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most talented quarterback that's ever played the game. In terms of his ability, in terms of, you know, raw numbers, all that stuff. To see that happen, and there's a very good chance. I mean, maybe not very good. I'm no doctor. But there's a very good chance that at his age, rupturing your Achilles like that may be the end of his career. So the lasting image that we have is Aaron Rodgers getting sacked by Leonard Floyd and his Achilles popping, and that's the end of his career. Like, that's that's not the way that you want a legendary player, because that's what he is. Again, all the ancillary stuff aside, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players that's ever played this game. So to, to see his career potentially end like that, to me, that's probably the most disheartening thing, because if he goes out and, and he has a bad year, whatever, he gave it a shot. Give the guy credit. He's still going at 40 years old. But to go out that way, if this is the end for him, to me, that's the that's the worst part of this whole story. Like, whether or not he would have had success with the Jets is, is an entirely different conversation. But to see that and, and him 
you know, basically not being able to go out on his own terms, potentially, I think that's horrible. And, and like you said, sports is a very fickle thing. And our fandom is, takes over our lives. But at the end of the day, these guys are human beings. And I can't imagine that, um, that anybody's feeling good about this. Although I did see some Green Bay Packers fans cheering for that last night, which is, I mean, so shocking. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was horrible. I can't see. The two Packers fans that I have talked to recently were not cheering for the injury. So I, I know that there are some of them out there that have a shred of decency in this type of situation. Uh, a thought on the discourse over the turf over the last 12 hours? Well, this, this is an ongoing thing, right? We're seeing more Achilles injuries. We're seeing more um, ACL injuries, MCL, PCL, LCL, all of that stuff. And This turf that they put out there, it's good turf. Don't get me wrong. It's way better than what it used to be. Like in old baseball stadiums, it used to be, you know, Rogers Center in Toronto specifically, it was like concrete underneath. It It was not fun. It's gotten better. But there's still, it's still not a perfect science. It still doesn't have the same type of give that grass does. And, and in this case, the older you get, the worse it gets. So the Aaron Rodgers thing, him playing on turf and playing on turf a lot, which was going to happen this year. I think it was like 12 or 14 games that he was going to play on turf. I think it was 12. And now we're having, we, we need to have a conversation about making this stuff better or, and I don't know that, I don't know that this can be done. Although the NFL and their teams have so much money that I'm sure money can buy everything. There's got to be a better system or you need to start mandating grass in all of these places. And they need to do a better job of taking care of their players because, and that's something that the union has to bring up. That's not something that the owners are going to do willingly, but it's just, it's something that we need to start looking at and having a serious conversation about, we want to see the stars of the NFL play games and we can't watch them play games if they're constantly, you know, messing up their knees or their ankles or feet or whatever. Like guy, how many guys get turf toe as well? Um, That to me is something that is a bigger conversation and something that I think the the NFLPA should absolutely look at and start having conversations with their constituents about like keeping their players healthy, the head injuries. They've, they've done a better job in trying to do that. I think uh, in trying to, you know, fix that problem. I think this is the next big problem that needs to be fixed. Do you think it's Zach Wilson's team or they go elsewhere? Oh, well, they didn't trade him because they figured he still had a future. Probably like the Green Bay back, the Green Bay Packers felt with Jordan Love. Same type of idea. So I think that this is Zach Wilson's team until he completely blows up. Let's not forget even with Zach Wilson at the helm last year and Joe Flacco and Mike White, it, I mean, it's not murderer's row of quarterbacks there. They were still 7-4 and four at one point, and in the conversation for the playoffs, their defense is elite. We saw it yesterday. Their defense is good enough. They're playmakers with Brees Hall, who looked fantastic yesterday, and they added Delvin Cook, and they brought in Alan Lazard, and, they, and Garrett Wilson's been great, and what a catch that was yesterday, too. I think the team around him is good enough that if he can just be an average quarterback, which he was very average against the Bills yesterday. Again, granted, Bills have a really good defense, especially their pass defense. He can get this team to the playoffs or at least be in the conversation. And the other thing is, is if you're bringing in a quarterback 
even this early in the season, they're still in an adjustment period. They don't know the playbook. They have to learn that. They have to get acclimated with their teammates. Like, I don't think that there's a rush in Green Bay to do it because they kept Zach Wilson for a reason. But I am curious to see what veteran they do bring in to play behind him. Maybe we see Joe Flacco reunited with the Jets. Uh, Matty, the, uh, the Buffalo Bills, uh, obviously were the, were the losers last night. Uh, can, can this team be successful, successful? Can they get to where they want to be with the way Josh Allen has been maybe reckless, uh, the back half of last year, he wasn't all that great. Maybe uh, lost his MVP with the, really that game against green Bay kind of trickled down. It wasn't that great. The, the second half of last year. And then last night, maybe the excitement of opening night, the four turnovers, can can the Bills be a successful team with Josh Allen playing the way he is, or does he have to cool it a little bit? So first thing, you said the Bills are the losers last night. The biggest losers are the people that were wearing Bills garb like I was last night (laughs) through that game. We are the biggest losers. Um, But no, no, plain and simple, no, they can't. Their defense, look at how their defense played yesterday, Mm -hmm. right? Their defense, again, the run defense left a little bit to be desired. But they were bend, don't break. And they were like that big chunk of last year. Same type of idea. Bend, don't break. They still have Von Miller that's going to come back. Let, let's see what the defense looks like. But I'm not going to write off Josh Allen just yet. But that was a horrible performance. That was, that was the worst performance that I've seen from Josh Allen in his career. We can look back to the rookie years, whatever. But Josh Allen's not a rookie. No. These are mistakes that you know, he shouldn't be making. I don't fault him for the first interception because they took a shot and it was basically a punt. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one, no problem with, I'm fine with that. Didn't help my fantasy team, but whatever. <laughs> then, then you look at the other ones and they're forcing the ball and they're forcing the ball and they're forcing the ball. Here's I'll take kind of a different stance on this. As much as I do believe that Josh Allen needs to be a little bit less reckless and that would include him actually, you know, stepping out of bounds instead of trying to take mm-hmm. contact all the time mm-hmm. or sliding. That would be wonderful. Um, how about we start looking at the offensive coordinator a little bit here? Okay. Because maybe Josh Allen feels the need to be as reckless as he has been because his offensive coordinator is putting him in those positions. Mm-hmm. Maybe the play calling isn't quite up to snuff because let's not forget Josh Allen had his best offensive season, not last year, but the year before under Brian Dayball, yeah. who's now the head coach of the Giants. This is not Brian Dayball's team anymore. This is a different scheme. They talked about, you know, getting the run game going. They talked about doing all that stuff. And they did a decent job of getting the run game going. I thought James Cook was okay against a really good Jets defense. But what did we talk about all offseason with the Bills? And even last year, they had a problem using the middle of the field. And they went out and they drafted Dalton Kincaid in the first round. And he was, you know, best hands in the draft and all of this stuff, all the hyperbolic stuff. He could be like Travis Kelsey. Well, I'm sorry, but if you think he's like Travis Kelsey, then why don't you use him like Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Instead of using him on the outside, which they did a couple times, but if you look at his passes, he wasn't really used as much in the middle of the field. I would be really curious to see how many slot routes he ran yesterday. So, all of this stuff that they talk about, and this is the off-season coach speak that drives me insane. All the stuff that they talk about, I didn't see it yesterday. 
I didn't see them put Josh Allen in a position because you know that he's a gun player. You know he's going to take chances. And he had some throws, like the one throw to Gabe Davis. He threw it between four Jets defenders. It was a, an unbelievable pass. Yeah. But they were too few and far between. Like, you can't put Josh Allen in those positions. you got to start scheming guys open. Stephon Diggs was great yesterday. But I think the next closest receiver had maybe 30 yards, mm-hmm. and I think it was Gabe Davis. Yeah. That's just not good enough. That, just, that, to me, when you have as much talent as the Buffalo Bills do, because people will poo-poo how much talent they have. But when you look, go down the list, there's Diggs, there's Davis, there's Kincaid, there's Knox, there's James Cook. Like, they have a, a really good – Deontay Hardy looks really good in mm-hmm. the beginning of the game, and then they stopped using him. To me – as much as I want, as much as I do blame Josh Allen, because at the end of the day, he's the guy who's on the field. He's the one that's making the mistake and he has to be smarter. I think we need to really have a conversation here about how Ken Dorsey runs this offense. Yeah. And I feel like his leash right now is very short. And the reason is, is because there is a window here for this team to win. It's not five years. Mm-hmm. It's probably two. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get going, I'm not writing off their season after a horrible loss to the Jets. Because they had one of those last year, too, with bad quarterbacks. It, it was the same story. So Josh Allen needs to pick up his game, but I think Ken Dorsey needs to do a better job of putting him in a better position to win. Uh, back to Sunday, Maddie. Uh, what was you? I know week one in the NFL, it provides the biggest hot takes maybe out of any sport uh, in North America. What was your, your biggest hot take from the Sunday that was that uh, you might regret later on? Um, that I will regret later on. I'm the, I'm the guy who says I don't regret anything. Um, <laughs> oh way to be. Boy. That's nice. a good way to I, live. Yeah, honestly. Um, I I wonder about. Okay, here's the hot take because I said it. I said it at the beginning of the season before the season started in our when we did our division previews on the fan checkdown. The Minnesota Vikings are not making the playoffs. Mm. I think I saw enough. Over the course of last year, and then they play the Bucks at home, and the offense is fine, but Kirk Cousins made his mistakes, and they still gave up 20 points to a, you know, let's call them a non-offensive juggernaut in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield at the helm, and they lost at home in the season opener. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that, like, I'm, I'm trying not to be too hyperbolic because I think in the case of the Vikings, you don't need to be. They finished 13-4 and four last year, and their, their uh, point differential, I think, was minus three. <laughs> yeah. Now, the math doesn't math here. The math is not mathing. That doesn't make any sense. So in the games that they won, they were super close, which we know. It was a, a, you know, kind of a record season for that. In the games that they lost, that means that they got blown out. They did. In those four games, or at least in three. I remember the one against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Not pretty. So they had an easier schedule last year. You look at them this year, they have a harder schedule. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks were not a part of that hard part of the schedule. No. So they lose that one at home. And now you look at the next 16 games and go, okay, is the defense going to be able to stop a good offense? Because I'm not so certain that they are because they couldn't last year. And is the offense good enough to get by I love Jordan Addison. Of course, we love Justin Jefferson. I'm still not sold on Alexander Madison as a lead guy. I like TJ Hawkinson. But 
teams have tape on on these guys now. Mm-hmm. They they know what the Minnesota Vikings are. They know how the offense operates. They're going to have to make adjustments, but I just don't know that their talent on defense is good enough to carry them. I had them finishing last in the NFC North. Wow. That may be one that I you know regret because the Bears looked absolutely horrible, <laughs> but. I don't think that the Minnesota Vikings are making the playoffs. Like I have a bet with Donovan that the Vikings don't make the playoffs and the Saints finish with 10 wins. I think both of those things are likely. Okay. After week one, you got to be feeling pretty good about that bet for sure. Uh, I wanted to ask you, there were three teams that suffered losses in week one. I just wondering who should be in panic mode the most Buffalo, Cincinnati or Kansas city. Ooh, man, we're hitting it hard this morning. Um, (laughs) I worry less about the Bengals because Joe Burrow's coming off the injury. He had barely any time to to practice. He didn't play in the preseason. Got the big contract. And let's face it, the Bengals can't win in Cleveland. They haven't. Joe Burrow's never won in Cleveland. I think that's six in a row that the team has lost in Cleveland. So I'm going to push that one aside. Kansas City. As long as Travis Kelsey is healthy, we'll be able to move the ball. They just signed Chris Jones. Uh, he ends his holdout. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I have them, you know, because I'm an idiot and have them every year winning the Super Bowl. I have them in the Super Bowl at the San Francisco 49ers. I think what we saw, like I had mentioned, and I don't need to go into too much detail again, but what I saw offensively, if that doesn't pick up, then there's some serious concern there. The other teams, I mean, there's some Travis Kelsey not being in there for Kansas City. We saw what Travis Kelsey does to an offense. That's pretty clear. And we saw, you know, Joe Burrow play. I think it was, I think Donovan on the show said 99% of his snaps he took out of the shotgun, which means he can't really move right now. So he's not making these, you know, five step drops at the moment. There's going to be an adjustment period here. The cap is probably still not 100%. So, Unless that calf, I would, I will give it the caveat. If Joe Burrow's calf is going to be an, a lingering thing, then I'm more worried about the Bengals. But I don't anticipate that that's going to be the case. Matt, you've got a show coming up at noon. We will be listening for it right here on Sportsnet 960. Thank you for your time today. Enjoy the uh, down days before we get to the Thursday nighter. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Appreciate it. There Thanks, you go, Matty. Matt Marchese. I uh, was a producer for the Jeff Merrick show. Mm-hmm. I'm unsure if that's going to be another role for him. I don't know. Might be. Maybe. But for now, he's the host of the checkdown. Merrick would run right to checkdown. Essentially, once Blue Jays Plus is done. Yeah. 10 to noon. 10 to noon. Noon to one. Noon to one. I think it's possible. It's possible. I think he could do it. Same awesome. studio. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, always like when he can come by. Uh, mm-hmm. I had some good stuff there. I'm week one. I can't believe... Aaron Rodgers is done for the year. Yeah, I, I, all the 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 reverberations in the calf. I just saw the 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 close up finally. Oh. That was the first time I saw. That it. was the first time you saw. That's I still can't believe that. Like GVP Shan, were you guys on social media yesterday? Yeah. Did always. you did you see, good for, good for you? Um, did you see the video of the calf just scrolling? Yeah, I actually sent it to you, Patty, uh, earlier on. Did you? It was. I saw. I saw a good look. I seen at it like a million different. You sent on Twitter. Yep. A million oh, different that's times. Fine. I don't see it. Oh, there we go. Messages. Every time I was scrolling yesterday, code. just different angles of the calf and and the reverb of the calf. It was very reminiscent of uh, Kevin Durant yes. when he tore his Achilles. I in also the saw that, saw that yeah. yesterday on social media. The exact same thing. The reverb 
on the cap. Yeah, like, I'm. You wonder if it, if it, if this is it. It's a terrible way to go out for him. It's the worst injury in sports. It is the worst injury in sports. I think uh, the hardest to come back from for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's right up there. Like I think it's. I mean, Tommy John is so to baseball. It's just a baseball injury. But that guy, it's really only for guys come back too. throwing harder. Well, from I mean, that yeah, too. exactly. But I That's... mean, uh, position players can have it too. Like like the Dominguez guy from the Yankees got to go for it. He's gonna be out eight to ten months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's not as long. No, it's it's like I think with, with football, it's just now he's gonna like he's gonna go for surgery. Obviously, he's got to heal. And then and it's how many rehab. times? Do, how many times do we see a guy rupture his Achilles and then? I mean, it's best it, for like, it to happen like, in September if you're gonna about, rupture it. Do you know what I'm thinking about? Max Pacioretty. Yeah, ruptured his Achilles, came back, played like what, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then did it again on mm-hmm. just like a harmless down low play, trying yep. to jam a puck in the side of the net, yep. and he just like collapsed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's GVP a devastating. Right. It's like, a devastating he, injury. Ke- like, Kevin Durant's really the only player that I can think of that's come back and been like 90 to 95 percent of what we saw pre-injury. Kobe Bryant's done it, and that kind of was the start of his downfall as well. It's a big uh, basketball injury too, but yeah, well, yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me. Did you guys see the video of Victor Wembanyama stretching earlier <laughs> this week? No, but I can that, imagine that's kind of been his it's, thing. It's he's just, kind of had a pretty wild routine pregame and whatnot, just because he's got, right, he's a string bean. He's yeah, exactly, going, his he's, limbs are huge. I don't want to watch him because. I'm afraid that when I watch him, I'm going to see what happened to Paul George in the Olympics, Ooh. and I'm not going to be able to eat for a week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, those, those scrawny guys, uh, you worry about him a little bit. Especially uh, when he's always constantly going to be going up to the rim, and guys are going to be playing him physical because he's Weminyama. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, this guy's going to get seriously hurt. His legs are not that thick. Yeah, I know, and you hope, like, like even like... He's like so I, long, he's like a spider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... These big guys, and the, the, Greg Oden was one that was first overall who had the knee injuries. Like he wasn't as tall and, and lanky, and maybe he had more muscle built up, and his legs kind of failed him. Yeah. I can't find the video right like, now. I, 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 if I assume, you see like, it, it is. Like, Weminyama is like he's. He can, like, do the splits and stuff. He's extremely flexible. Like seven, two which is very impressive. But I still worry about, you know, the physicality and everything that gets involved with that guy when he finally gets. To the point where we're all, what, watching San Antonio games again? Hey, man. They're back on national TV again? They, they should be. Hype's real in San Antonio, Spurs land. I mean, Popovich. Still Do they have any cool. other good players apart from him? What's the Spurs looking like this year? Guys? They got uh, yeah, they got a few young, young athletes. They got Jeremy Sohan <laughs> and then uh, Devin Vassell's a good player. They have young athletes. Hmm. <laughs> Very good young athletes. Very good young athletes. So another year in the lottery. We're Big we're boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will take a break. Around the corner, what we're going to do is give our take on the NFL week. Because, listen, there's winners. There's losers. That whole nine yards. But we want to focus on the losers. We're going to focus on the guys who were a problem. And not necessarily for their opposition. More so for their own teams or their fan bases. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do that after the break. We both have what? Five. You five. got five. I got five. I, I got two players, a position group, a coach and a, and a miscellaneous. Oh, okay. I also have five. We'll get into these around the corner. The problems of week one. We'll see if George likes it. Maybe he'll let us keep it for week two. Probably not, but only one way to find out. We'll do that next sports at 960 the fan. 
traffic for the Calgary Canucks, hosts of the 2023 AJHL Showcase, September 27th to 30th at Max Bell Center. 16 games over four days. Tickets at calgarycanucks.ca. Calgary Traffic Update. Really heavy volume no matter where we look this morning. Deerfoot, Crow, Child, Glenmore, Sarcee Trail Southwest, 16th Avenue and Northwest. All really busy as we wake up for Tuesday. We've got a crash in the northeast, 16th Avenue eastbound approaching 19th Street. It blocks the far left lane. Stay to the right. In the City News 660 Traffic Center, I'm Tanya Blakeney heading outside to enjoy the fall weather. Remember to keep your pets protected. Ask your veterinarian about all-in-one options and visit nextguardspectra.ca to save. Being too busy feels like the new norm. You're probably in the middle of something right now, but taking time for yourself just got a little bit easier with Audible. Perfect for listening on the go. So your me time is open wide. Explore premium storytelling with Canadian voices across multiple genres with over 800,000 titles, including best-selling audiobooks, podcasts, and exclusive originals. Join and listen free for 30 days. Visit audible.ca. There's more to imagine with Audible. Hi, I'm Kirk Temple from South Trail Kia. And I'm Kelly Temple from Eastside Kia. Hey, Dad, when you think back to school, what do you think of? Well, the first thing I think of is my granddaughter, who just started grade one. Okay, but what about great back-to-school vehicles, like the Kia Nero EV? An electric vehicle is perfect for back-to-school, and the 2023 Nero EV Premium starts at just over $47,000. Plus, a government rebate of $5,000. I'll bet my granddaughter would love to ride in one. I'll bet you're right. Eastside Kia and South Trail Kia. We want to see you in a Kia. Online betting is booming. Booyah! You could win big, but you could also lose. And that's a reality nobody's shouting about. Learn about online gambling risks and safe for play at knowtherisks.ca. A message from the Responsible Gambling Council. What's the hottest offer of the season? Direct Energy's 365 Days of Summer Sale. Lock in their lowest fixed rates this year, plus up to $250 cash back, and enjoy savings all year round. Sign up in minutes at directenergy.ca. Calling all people trying to sell their car online. There has never been a better time to sell your used car or truck to South Trail Exports. Why? It's simple. Right now, the Canadian dollar has created the perfect storm for us to export your vehicle, which will maximize the amount for you and your family. Walk away with cash today from South Trail Exports. Just head to SouthTrailExports.com to book your appraisal, and just like that, we'll buy your used vehicle for top dollar, and you walk away with cash in your pocket. Don't let the perfect storm pass you by. Visit SouthTrailExports.com now. Hey, it's Capital One. We just want to tell you, you've got this. Yes, you. You've been working so hard. Like, really, really hard. You've been putting in all the effort, making all the right moves, doing all the right things. So, it's time to give yourself some credit. And we, Capital One, are here to help you build it. You've got this. We've got you. Find the credit card that's right for you at CapitalOne.ca. Not to get too personal, but when it comes to financial services and insurance, Cooperators does just that, like the mutual funds or a mystery plan, or the I'm definitely retiring early plan, even the hun, that old tree looks pretty unstable plan. Your future is personal. Your plans should be too. Give us a call today. Cooperators, investing in your future together. Mutual funds and related investment products are offered through Cooperators Financial Investment Services, Inc. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. 
When you walk into New Way Floors and Interiors, you'll be dazzled by what you see. And by what you don't see. Behind all our gorgeous floors, tile, upholstery, and window coverings is New Way's 50-year commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We have our own hand-picked team of installers, a quality assurance team, and a customer care department dedicated to meeting and exceeding your expectations. New Way Floors and Interiors. We're evolving. Let us help you evolve too. Veranda is Calgary's hottest new brunch spot. Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 3. Come enjoy. Final segment of the program on this, a Tuesday in September, the 12th. I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas, GVP and Shan running the show today in the other room. Just doing an exceptional job. My goodness. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studios. Do you have any cracks in your walls, floors, or ceilings? Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. They are all things basement-y. Just chat with Matt Marchese, host of the Fan Checkdown on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Join us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. You're going to be able to hear Matt coming up at noon today with Fan Checkdown. Uh, Jay's Talk Plus is going to be prior. That's going to go from 10 to noon after Big Show Mucho. Uh, we also have Sportsnet today coming up at 1 o'clock. That's going to be with Logan Gordon. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson at 3. Matthew Coronado is going to be on the station at 3.30. Uh, of course, shortly after 4, that'll be podcasted as well. You'll be able to get that wherever you get your pods. And uh, Flames Talk will conclude at 5 o'clock just before the Blue Jays game. Jays and the Rangers in Game 2 of this series. Max Scherzer faces Hyunjin Ryu on the bump. It's going to be here on 960. You can also watch it on Sportsnet West as the Jays look to try and get back in the win column after a disappointing 10-4 setback against the Rangers yesterday. Uh, we've been talking a lot today about yesterday's Monday Night Football game, the biggest story in North American sports yesterday, and that is because the quarterback for the New York Jets has an Achilles injury. That has been the saddest part of the sports, I guess. You know, we were talking about it with Matt, the mm-hmm. um, the duality of sports. There is the cruel side of things where after, you know, so much discussion and conversation and expectations and waiting, frankly, for Aaron Rodgers to play with the Jets, it's snuffed out like a candle before you're going to bed. Yeah. And then there is the other half of it, the part that is joyous and awesome and incredible and the part that we all love, even if you're not cheering for a horse in the race. Mm-hmm. For example, the way yesterday's game ended. Low snap and getting away a line drive kick of Sam Martin. Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35. Starts to his left, gets to the 40, turns the corner at the 45, 50. Blockers in front at the 40, at the Bills 30, inside the 20. Stutter steps to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! It's a Jet touchdown! This game is over! Gibson, the rookie. Uh, backup receiver for the New York Jets. The punt is short. He makes one move. He escapes out to the left, and all of a sudden, nothing but green grass, baby. Mm-hmm. And makes one more more move around the hapless punter. My goodness. Yeah, I took a, took a swipe at him. Yeah, uh, he missed. basically like slapped him on top of the <laughs> shoulder pads, and that was basically that. Uh, you might want to get a little lower next time there, punter. Yeah, like that's like... That, that's it, just a... Uh, 
I, you know, haven't played in yeah. years, but that's just my take. The microcosm of, of the Jets right there was, you know, you lose Aaron Rodgers in, in your first series, uh, all the hype around this guy. And then the the last guy really to make the roster for this team was Xavier Gibson. He was he was a star on Hard Knocks for the club this year. Oh, was and, he? I actually might have that right here well, for here we you go. before we get to your next point. This is sure. Xavier Gibson on Hard Knocks with Joe Douglas, the general manager, and Robert Sala, the head coach. What's up, dog? You good? Good. No, yeah, I can't complain. To you, you've been nervous. Man, am I? How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. You know? That's, uh, How do you think the preseason went? Uh, it went pretty good, you know. Yeah. Well, look, man. You know the odds are stacked against you from the from the jump, man. You did a lot of good things this camp. Yes. We sir. appreciate your hard work. Just want to let you know, man. You're a New York Jet. <laughs> Why are you scared me? Welcome to the team, brother. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I had a long 20-minute drive back, man. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> no, yes, you earned it, Thank bud. You. You yes, got, you're going you're gonna to do a lot of good things for us this year. You got you got something to you. The way you approach the game with your intent, your mindset, and all that stuff, like there's no doubt in our mind that you're going to maximize who you are. Yes, sir. Uh, you're definitely one of us. Right. Yeah, did that yeah. so far in week one. Yeah, like, like that's what I mean. Like you, If Rodgers was the first guy on the roster... And Gibson was the last. It, it, it all just comes together, and then you have him walk it off for you there in uh, in overtime and win it. The the rookie, undrafted rookie out of Stephen F. Austin, uh, wins it for the Jets when really they could have, like we said all day, all day, they could have folded the tent. They could have just completely collapsed. The Bills could have went in there and blown them out. But the Jets are they're a good team. They're a really good team. They're a well coached team and. I know it's it's again it's not what Jet fans want to hear, but it's not going to be all bad this year. I don't think it's going to be all bad. I was pondering this yesterday, and I'd like to open it up to everybody in the room. Um, part of the maybe intrigue of having two teams in New York is that they play on the same the same stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to go into the turf right now. <laughs> but which group of fans? leaving the stadium, either Sunday night's Giants fans Mm -hmm. or Monday night's Jets fans, were in a fouler mood. Is it the Jets, whose fans got to see their team win the game, exciting in overtime, Mm -hmm. but arguably the most exciting thing to happen to your franchise in the past couple of decades has been taken away from you. And then if you're the Giants, you got absolutely curb stomped at home. I think think it's got... If if I'm I'm a... I'm with the Giants fans probably leaving MetLife last uh, on Sunday night. And they bit. did it in the rain. And they did it in the rain. <laughs> they left early, so they got home a little earlier. But uh, I feel like if you're Giants fans, you're a little bit more pissed because the Giants, they're, they're, they're a team that's been throughout history a bit better than the New York Jets. They have four Super Bowls to their name. They they have big-name players that they've, they've gone through. They're the Hall of Famer, the coaches, Lawrence Taylor, Bill Parcells. The Jets really, not since Joe Namath, when they... Upset the Baltimore Colts in Super Bowl three with the guarantee. That's really all they had to ha- hang their hat on. They, they've had good teams, but they never could get it. It was either, oh, well, Dan Marino's winning with the Dolphins. We can't get over that. Oh, Jim Kelly, he's winning with the Bills. Oh, God, here's Tom Brady. You have Bill, Par- or you have Bill Belichick take the head coaching job, and then the next day say, no, I don't want to do it. I'm going to go to New England. Uh, I get it. Jets fans have been beat up. 
but it's almost like they expect the bad to happen. Mm. And I know I they, saw a lot of that on social like media. Like they almost expect this type of stuff to happen. And maybe not to the like I'm right here. Mark Sanchez butt fumble on Thanksgiving night <laughs> against New England. That never forget. Never baby. forget. Like it's 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 just part of what the Jets are, and you hope that they could get over that hump and like, yeah, this is our guy. We got Aaron Rodgers. We got such a good team around him. It's still such a really good team. Now we're just hoping Zach Wilson can take the next step, and it's it's not Aaron Rodgers. Gross. I know it's 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 night what and day to compare sentence. those two. Night and day can compare those two, but hey, Zach Wilson did go into Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers last year, so I will say that. GVP, which fan base was in a Fowler mood? Was it the Giants after watching their team get shelled in the rain Monday, uh, Sunday night and having to go to work early on Monday after battling New York traffic? Or was it the Monday fan base who got to see their team win? Granted, they stayed up late to do it in overtime, and they didn't have to sit in the rain, but it Aaron Rodgers left the game with an Achilles injury. It, it might be recency bias, but I think it could be the Jets in this one. If you want to talk about the ultimate high where you're coming into this season with your franchise quarterback, something that the Jets haven't had in a long time, and then they don't even get to see an entire quarter before the guy goes down and he's arguably might not ever wear their jersey again. I just think from the high to the low, no one's even talking about the fact that they really won that game. The, all the headlines are just about Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers and the fact that he's probably not going to suit it up again this year. Yeah, Shan? Well, the Jets came away with a win. It it was obviously a terrible day for the franchise. So much hype coming into it, but you still get the win. Giants didn't even score a point. And that's that's against the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, I'm saying the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl, but no one wants to lose to the Cowboys. Uh, That's especially at home, 40-0 like that. That's just ugly. The New York Giants are the only team in the NFC East to lose in week one, and they were also the only team in week one to be shut out. Uh, Shout out to my Bengals, who did manage to put up a field goal. How about this? Uh, They're the only team ever to do this. Uh, Lose a game 40 to nothing or worse. Lost the sack battle 7 nothing or worse. Lost the turnover battle 3 nothing or worse. Had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown and threw a pick six in the same season. The Giants did it all in one game. That's never happened to anybody, one team in a season, let alone the Giants just did it in one game. Okay, so I'm going to change the parameters of my question for you, Patty Dumal, uh-huh. one more time here. Um, which fan base has a bleaker outlook on the rest of the season after week one? Is it the Giants, who... I like think I it, mentioned I'm not they, even, they're the only team to lose in their division. I don't even think you have to even bring up the point. It is it has to be the Giants. Mm. It was a team that won a lot of close games last year. Yeah, they won a playoff game in Minnesota, but then they go to Philadelphia, they get absolutely kicked. This is a tough division. You saw what Dallas just did to them on Sunday. Philadelphia, albeit slow finish against New England, that's a team that can get to the Super Bowl. Washington is an improved group. New ownership, new life around there. Sam mm-hmm. Howell looks like he could be a real deal. Sure. If I'm the Giants, I'm a little bit worried. Like, you got no help for Daniel Jones. No offensive line help. There is no receiver on this team. Zero. There is Darius Slayton was your leading receiver. Sterling Shepard has just been a disappointment since he got in. Wandale Robinson was their uh, high draft pick last year. He hasn't even got on the field. Jalen yeah. Hyatt, we'll see what he can be. But And Darren Waller, nowhere to be seen. Crickets. I am so worried right now if I'm the New York Giants because Daniel Jones, yeah, he can do it all with his legs, but when he has to win a game. Be a quarterback. Can he do that? Can the is the supporting cast around him good enough? Is Saquon's playing on on peanuts right now? Yep, and he's an injury risk. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, I'm, the thing is, if you don't have an offensive line, 
Yeah, and I mean, well, who cares? How Giants, good Saquon is. And I mean, if if I'm Johnson, I'm looking for like they got Arizona this week. That's a that's a get right week. They go down to Arizona. You're gonna have a good chunk of your fans probably there watching you as well. So maybe that's a get right game for the Giants. And I, obviously, if the Jets, you're like, wow, we won game one, mm-hmm. but now we have to go to AT and T Stadium and play that Dallas Cowboy group. But I'm still, if I'm a Giants fan, I, I'm I'm a bit worried right now. <sighs> I wonder what happens with the Jets. I wonder if they go out of out of house. I wonder if they do just I, stick with Zach Wilson at least for a week. Like, here's the thing, Zach Wilson. If you if you're like, well, we'll see how Zach Wilson does against the Cowboys, and if he doesn't do well, well then we will go outside. Like that doesn't feel like a no, fair challenge. It's not. It's not a. You have to like you have to give this guy as long of a leash as possible. Talked about it in the break that if the Jets were to even try and acquire a quarterback, and if a team wanted a, a first round pick, the Jets can't trade the 2024 first round pick, it is still locked into the Packers conditions. Uh, obviously the Packers won't get their 2024 first. It'll still be the second round pick, mm-hmm. but that pick cannot be moved unless the jets were to go to green Bay and say, can we tweak the conditions a little bit? But that right now, I don't think the jets are pushing the panic button right now. I think they trust Zach Wilson. They obviously thought they brought him back. They were, hey, we could be trade Zach Wilson this offseason. We got Rogers. No, we knew that Rogers wasn't going to be here Long term, mm-hmm. we still have Zach Wilson, a second overall pick who's shown flashes, who had the team rolling pretty good, seven and four, went down. They had three quarterbacks last year and they were seven and four. So I think they'll be okay. Okay. I think they'll be all right. All right. That, hey, if I'm a Giants fan, Patty Because what whatever. do you know? What do you even like know with Rodgers? You don't know what you're like without with him. Like you don't know anything, your life with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know what you would have been, have been like. But you were imagining. You had the you, whole offseason to paint these glorious yeah. pictures and daydream. And this is and also. sit there in New York while of you're course. sitting on the That's all they do on the sidewalk by the bodega and just chumming up, yeah. chumming up with the buddies, Super Bowl or bust. We got Aaron Rodgers and then boom, done. No. But it's like quiet. You don't know any better you without go. him. You know what you get? You get Zach Wilson again. You're going like, to get Zach Wilson and like it. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> no soup for you. You get Zach Wilson. That's it. Can you believe we have to wait two sleeps until the Vikings play the Eagles? Oh that's ridiculous. God. This is preposterous. Tomorrow's like a throw. NFL at, every week. We're at a golf tournament tomorrow, so that's fun. Yeah, well, tomorrow is going to be. And it's Thursday. And it's Thursday. Uh, <laughs> right now, the Eagles are favored by seven. I would take the points and run. I do not like Minnesota's chances. I don't like seven-point lines this early in the season. I know, and it's a short week, and Philly's offense did not look great against New England. Um, I am always want to take the points in these type of situations. That looks like the biggest line of the week. I don't know. San Fran's are favored by eight. Cowboys are favored by eight and a half. I wonder how much that changed last night. (laughs) You got the Cowboy. I wonder what that line was before. You might have had the Cowboys at like three under. Could have been. Yeah, it was probably a, a three, three and a half Cowboy and a half, favorite heading into half. that. I don't know. How much does Aaron Rodgers move a line? I know a Well, lot. he's undefeated at AT&T. We know that. So he probably right. moved it a lot. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. All right. Uh, we got one more thing that we wanted sure. to do here before we do say goodbye. We made up a dumb little intro. I don't know if it's going to stick. I don't know if it's going to last, but to hell with it. Let's play it anyways. It's me. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I hurt our team tonight. I cost our team tonight. Tell me. You, know, you feel like you're the reason, and I, I am the reason why we lost tonight. Houston, we have a problem. 
Yeah, we're going to call this one problems because, listen, uh, a lot of guys have problems around the NFL. And through week one, basically what we're going to do is we're going to sit back and we're going to say who the player is and who he's a problem Mm. for. And we invite you to take part in the text line as well. 960-960. Send in who you think was a problem for their team in week one of the NFL season. Uh, We've each got five of them, and uh, we didn't really have any parameters, but we've actually come up with some kind of similar things here. I have two players and a group of players and a coach and a... Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous? Miscellaneous? Yeah, miscellaneous. What What was that? That was weird. Uh, I mean, you've got something similar. Two players, a a group group. of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A coach. A coach, and then something... Fun. Not fun. Miscellaneous? Something different. Mm. Yeah. Miscellaneous. All right. You get the first one. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I think this guy's going to be a problem for the Tennessee Titans. Mm. Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Uh, rough outing there in week one. Under 50% completion percentage. They got Nuke Hopkins. That was supposed to well, the top off this offense a little bit. You still have Derrick Henry. He did not get a lot of use there in the second half. They have such a bad offensive line, too. It is a, gr- it is a yeah. grim-looking group up front. But Ryan Tannehill, who is progressively, like, he puts one year together where it's all right, and then the next year, not so great. Like, what is Ryan Tannehill? Well, he's a 35-year-old quarterback now. Definitely, I think, on the decline. Uh, only got into 12 games last year. Not great. Not a great start to this one. I'm wondering how much, like, it's still early, obviously, but Will Levis was a draft pick this mm-hmm. year. Uh, a guy that I believe Tennessee has a lot of, a lot of hope for. I think it, we could be seeing the Mayo King here sooner rather oh, than later. Oh, God. He's so gross. I know. The brutal Mayo king. Brutal. Agreed. Yeah, but uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a problem for the Titans. Okay. Uh, so there you go. That's the first example. It's not that hard. Send us in yours. Text 960-960. Might read a few of them before we get to the end of the program. And Big Show Mucho. You know who is a problem? Nah. Josh Allen. <laughs> 29 for 41. Through three terrible interceptions. He got sacked five times. He lost a key fumble. They could not convert a first down in overtime. And his Bills, they lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets to open up the season. Same Ow. same place, different day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of was. He did throw one touchdown, but that was an awful start to his 2023 season. Josh, you are a problem for the Buffalo Bills fans. What are the Bills doing? I don't know about the Bills. They seem to love Allen, but man, when you're just throwing up hope and prayer interceptions, that's bad for your fans, Patty. Uh, second one that's going to be a problem here, uh, Kirk Cousins. He's going to be a problem for the Minnesota Vikings, I feel like, <laughs> oh, if no. uh, if he can't Kirko. take away the turnovers. Uh, it felt like Andrew Catalan said it there. It could have been 28-3, <laughs> uh, but it only was 10-10 at the half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Justin Jefferson, best receiver we've seen, I don't know, like, we can say there's so many good receivers in this game, but Justin Jefferson might be the best since Randy Moss. Statistically, he is. Mm-hmm. And he's wasting away right now in Minnesota if they can't figure that thing out. He needs a new contract. Kirk Cousins, don't know what he's going to be out next year. He's probably not going to be back with the Minnesota Vikings if they can't turn this thing around. And they got a big one on Thursday night. Short week to get this thing right. Going into Lincoln Financial Field. Tough place to play. The Vikings have not played well there of late. Blown out there last year in week two as well. It's go time right now for the Kirk Cousins, and, and they, they could have put that game away early, but he might be a problem. I think he is going to be a problem for the Vikings. What if we played shirts versus skins? Ooh. I like it, Kirko. 
<laughs> uh, I'm going all the way back to Thursday for my second player. This is an easy one. Kadarius, Tony, <laughs> you are a problem. Caught one of five targets for a single yard. He had four <laughs> drops on his five targets. Small one of them king. resulted in a pick six. <laughs> Two of them would have gone for easy first downs. They ended up with the Chiefs punting instead. This is a team that no longer has Tyreek Hill. This is a team that has a 35-year-old Travis Kelsey, 33, that is banged up with a knee injury. This is a team that has mid-running backs and no other receivers to step up. Kadarius Tony, you are a problem. For you Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Catch in the National <laughs> Football League. If we got kids in Foxborough High School that can make this play. <laughs> Who Man. you got next, Patty? Uh, we'll go to a uh, coach. Uh, the coach, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley. Mm. He's a defensive specialist. I've heard that. He was the Rams defensive coordinator. He's Rumor been a great it. linebacking coach throughout mm -hmm. his time. Now he's got the, the L.A. Chargers to deal with. And last year, they took when the Dolphins came into L.A., they worked Tua. He was 10 for 28, 219 total yards. Sunday, new look Tua. New look. He's healthy. He's feeling. He knows how to fall. 536 total yards from that Miami Dolphin offense. Fourth most passing yards uh, in opening day by Tua Tagovailoa. And uh, not to mention that this was a team that needed to get some yeah, a tough taste out of their mouth from their last game that they played at the end of last year. They blew a 27-7 lead at half to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC wildcard game. Not good. Not good. Not good. This defense, with that with that quarterback and that offense and what they can do, that defense needs to pick it up. They need to be a lot better, and they got Joey Bosa. He needs to get into the backfield and be more of a game record. The LA Chargers defense needs to be a problem, and this is all on Brandon Staley because his uh, leash is very short. Uh, his hot seat, it, it's hot right now. He's going to be a problem for the Chargers. I'm going to go to another coach as well. Here's the thing. I was going to say Matt Aberflus in Chicago, the second-year head coach, but he's more of a defensive guy, so I'm going to go ahead and pick on their offensive coordinator, Luke Getze. <laughs> he's also in his second year. Here's what they did. The Bears' front office, they went out. They got the offense a little bit of help in the offseason in the form of DJ Moore. He's a number one mm -hmm. receiver, toiled in Carolina, mm -hmm. but ready to break out for Chicago, give Justin Fields a little bit of space. One of the most explosive plays of the preseason was a bubble screen to Moore that went for 60 yards all the way to the house. I know it was preseason, probably against a, a handful of guys that are now working at a grocery store. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, <laughs> you have to get him involved. He had two targets. Yeah, He got them both, but he only had two targets. Mm -hmm. Getsy, you're a problem for Justin Fields. Uh, do we got time for two more? We Keep got going. One more. You got to go quick. Okay. Uh, next problem, it'll be uh, position group. Uh, the New York Jets offensive line, I know it's too easy to, to pick on right now, uh, but it was the talking point for this team. Like, this is a Super Bowl group, but can that offensive line hold up through a 17-game slate? Well, it lasted about four plays. They didn't do a great job. It Three. lasted like one run play like, that yeah, Brees Hall pulled Brees out Hall, of the fire. Run blocking, they were fine. Pass blocking for Aaron Rodgers, at least to start, was not great. Uh, he was on the run right from the start, and obviously it, it ended with, with his uh, Achilles getting nastied, thereby uh, uh, getting wrapped up by Leonard Floyd. This offensive line, this team is still good. I think it can still be a playoff team with Zach Wilson, but it's going to have to be protecting Zach Wilson, opening up the passing lanes, or opening up the run lanes to continue to get Brees Hall going. So that offensive line needs to be better, or they're going to be a problem for the Jets. That's so funny. You know who I have next? Ah. 
I have the New York Jets offensive line. Giants offensive line. I have the New York Giants offensive <laughs> line. Seven sacks against. Yeah. Allowed 10 tackles for loss. Saquon Barkley had 51 yards on 12 carries. He averaged only four and a quarter. He had one run for 18 yards. So essentially it was 33 yards on 11 carries apart from that. Yeah. Daniel Jones, he rushed for 43 yards. But barely in one any, drive. And they weren't really designed. No. They were all scrambling yep. out of the pocket because he was being chased by gigantic men. Giants offensive line, you are a problem for Daniel Jones and, frankly, the rest of that Giants offense. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Good pull. Last one. Go on. Uh, this is the miscellaneous problem. DraftKings, you're a problem, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this Boy. was. Before Aaron Rodgers took over social media, this was it. Yeah, man. Uh, DraftKings issued an apology Monday after offering a 9-11 themed bet on its app. The wager bearing the title, Never Forget, was a parlay bet to see the Mets, Yankees, and Jets win their respective games on Monday. Well, the Yankees, they didn't play, so uh, it didn't happen. What's well, uh, irrelevant? You shouldn't it list it, that it, at it all. You shouldn't even list it. Just have just, some just, just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. I know you guys are gambling company, and like your morals are thin to begin, but come on, that, man. It's a problem. You're, you're a sponsor. You're a big <laughs> name, and... You go out and throw this. It's 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 asinine. It's it's a horrible event that took place 23 years ago. Here's my one thing. Years ago. My one thing on this. If you had said that everything that we take from you guys on a bet here is going right towards a 9/11 charity supporting firefighters or policemen or something like that, I would be willing to listen for a brief moment and then tell you that it is a terrible idea mm-hmm. and not to do it. Mm-hmm. But to just say, give us your money on this parlay. Yeah. We boosted it. Yeah, not not a good look from DraftKings. Uh, hopefully they got uh, more than uh, their uh, wrist slapped. Uh, not great. Uh, it's not the first time uh, Walmart did it in 2016. They had a, a 9-11 themed display of Coca-Cola boxes stacked to resemble the WTC oh, with uh, We Will Never Forget. It was in Florida. Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, still, uh, still not a great uh, talking point for a lot of people. So stay away from 9-11 themed things. Missed it. All right, I got one more before we get out of here really quick. Uh, I got the MetLife Turf. Ah, you stink. Since being replaced in 2020, we have had ACL ju- injuries to Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, both in the same game in 2020. Last year, Kyle Fuller of the Vikings, great corner, tore his ACL as a visiting member. Pardon me, he was with the Ravens last year, not the Vikings. But he did tear his ACL as a member yep. of the Ravens when they were visiting MetLife. The Giants had five ACL injuries last year alone. MetLife Turf, you are a problem for everybody who dares to step foot on you. Not great. Not great. Going to the text line, 960-960. Read a couple of these quickly before we get out of here. What's coming up in Big Show Mucho, GVB? Uh, We're going to kick off things with a chat you guys had in the 6 o'clock reacting to the Aaron Rodgers uh, injury and uh, some stuff around the Blue Jays as well. Excellent, excellent, excellent. The biggest problem is Kadarius Tony single-handedly lost the game for Kansas City. Yep. I think those beans I ate are a problem for those in my office. Gross. Nice, boys. Really good. Aaron Rodgers is a problem for the Jets as he left them with Zach Wilson now. I don't know if that's his his fault. Mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson going to be a problem for every defense. Yeah, that's fair. And add Chase Claypool. If you saw any video of Chase Claypool from his game, for he didn't the Bears, try. God, he was and terrible. I, Green Bay offered Pittsburgh last year a second round pick to to get him, 
the same time that Chicago offered a second round pick. And Pittsburgh, rightfully so, said, okay, Chicago's second round is going to be higher. Yeah. And it was. I thank my lucky stars every day that they never traded for Chase Claypool. That guy just does no desire to play football, it feels like. Just no desire. That's a good text. Claypool is the best one we got so far. Maybe we'll do it again next week. This was kind of fun. That was fun. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. We'll see if George liked it or not. I like the bed. That's it for us. Easy. We'll be live tomorrow at the Flames Celebrity Charity Golf Tournament. Uh, George will be back. Enjoy your Tuesday, friends. Bye-bye. See ya.